I don't want to minimize how difficult this pandemic has been to our industry and, and to your business, Cam, and even my own business, because it has. It's been a, it added a, another layer of complexity that I don't think any of us were expecting. But as I look back over the course of my life, sometimes doors had to close on me forcefully before I actually made a move. Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Rental Biz Academy is launching on July 27th, and I seriously can't wait for you to dive into it. Our team has been working on this course for the last year, and it's finally out into the world. In this course, you will get 18 full lessons with worksheets to take you through how to start and scale your rental company. I teach you how to price for profitability with your inventory and services and go through an intentional client experience. As branding and marketing are huge elements to any business, we teach you the best practices for rental companies specifically. And finally, we teach you how to budget for your rental business and plan ahead for growth by hiring and diversifying your income. I am stoked to bring you Rental Biz Academy. There's a link in the show notes for you to learn more about the course and sign up today. All right, welcome into another episode of The Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm excited to have Emily, the founder of If I Made, on the podcast today. She has become a good friend of mine in the industry, and we are about to launch our new course with If I Made. So none other than Emily to come join us on our podcast. We are going to be talking a little bit about you know the theme of the, of the year, being pivot. And so Emily, would you introduce yourself, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are and what If I Made is all about. Yeah. So Cam, thank you so much again for inviting me to come on this episode and share a little bit about If I Made, as well as the new course that we're launching together. Um, And also just talking about pivoting and what we're currently doing in our business and what, um, and speaking to a lot of other wedding industry professionals, what they're doing as well. So like Cam said, uh, my name is Emily Newman and I am the founder and CEO of If I Made. If you're not familiar with If I Made, it's an online learning platform for creatives. And we offer online courses and classes and everything from wedding photography to floral design to cake design, and now the event rental business as well. So I actually started If I Made almost five years ago. Before that, starting in, wow, almost 14 years ago, I had launched a company called Once Wed. And Once Wed was an online wedding resource for brides. Um, It started off as a used wedding dress listing service. And over time, I grew it into kind of an all-in-one platform for brides planning their wedding. And over time, I built a lot of relationships with incredibly talented vendors in the industry. And at that point, probably five or six years ago, the majority of learning was taking place in person. So if you wanted to learn from some of these incredible experts, you would attend an in-person workshop. And what I found was, is that was pretty limiting for a lot of people, depending on their availability with work or family or just honestly income. Um, It's a big investment to attend an in-person workshop. And so I saw an opportunity in the marketplace to kind of connect all these incredibly talented wedding vendors with more people that wanted to learn from them. And that's kind of when If I Made was born. We launched our first course called Wedding Selling 101 that I partner with Joy Thickpin, who is a creative director in the industry. And then over the course of the year, we partnered with Sarah Winward, Jenny Ah, Eric McVeigh, 
And um, we have over 40 courses now available from all different types of experts and all different types of industries. So it's been an incredible ride. Um, it's hard to get out of the wedding industry once you get started. <laughs> so, and I'm just grateful for all the incredible relationships I've built over the years um, and the chance to kind of still be able to work in weddings, um, but in a different capacity since selling Once Wed almost two years ago. Um, and it's allowed me to focus on if I made full time. So it's been a great ride. That's awesome. I know that I typically in the past have gone to conferences and you are completely right. It could be expensive on top of the cost of the ticket with hotel stays and traveling and then just the wear and tear on your body, just traveling often for those things and then leaving a family behind. So I love that you've created a platform where people can learn from their couch or from their office if they want to, instead of having to spend all this money to go learn for one specific weekend. And if I'm correct, all of the courses on If I Made, you have for life. And so the information that you get from a course versus you know a conference or a workshop, you have for life and you can keep watching it or keep learning from it over the course of the life of your business, which is incredible. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, you know, I think in-person workshops are great. I feel like there are pros and cons in person versus online learning. Um, but yes, one of, I think the biggest benefits of online learning is that you can come back and revisit the content over and over again as your business grows. Um, I always like to use kind of a metaphor of, it's like reading a book when you're 20 and then reading the same book again when you're 30. <laughs> You know, you take away something different from it because you've had different experiences. You know, your lens has changed over a decade. And I think that that's one of the most exciting things for me about uh, what we do at If I Made is to have students who take the course initially and then revisit it in six months to a year or two years and say, I don't even remember this part of the course because for whatever reason, either, you know, you just weren't at that stage of your business where you were paying attention maybe to that part of it. So um, I love that the courses can kind of grow with your business. And we specifically create them that way because we want you to have sustainable, thriving, growing businesses. And so we really try to create courses that allow you to do that. Yeah, I love that. I remember taking courses um, over the life of my business. And there's been many times that I go right back to the courses because Maybe at that time, I wasn't at that place of maybe hiring employees. And so I didn't pay attention as closely to those sections because it just didn't apply to me at that time. And then it would go back and be like, hey, I'm now I'm now hiring. So let me go back to that one section of that one course that I, you know, skipped over before. So I love that. That's incredible. Well, first of all, thanks for joining us and creating such a great platform. So we talked at the beginning of the show that we are going to be talking about pivoting, which seems to be the word of the year. You know, back in April and March and even into May, when we thought that the pandemic was going to last until summer or midway through summer, it is now reality that it's going to be here for a little while if not the next few months, but maybe the next six months to a year. And so I know that at the beginning of this, we were under the impression, hey, let's make some small pivots to last for the next few months or last for the next six months in order to stay in business and, and keep as many people on payroll as possible. But now we're looking at how do we pivot in the long term? What are things that we can be doing right now that can continue happening six months, 12 months, two years down the road, and not just be a quick fix for our company. And I'm sure you're seeing the same thing throughout so many different industries, not only event rentals, but 
with florists and wedding planners and cake designers and so many different uh, specific niches in the events industry and the wedding industry specifically. What are you seeing right now as some of the um, quick fixes, but also long-term fixes or pivots happening in some of those businesses? Yeah. So Cam, I feel like it's all over the board, honestly. Um, I feel like I agree with you when the pandemic hit. I think it was such a huge shock for so many people that it kind of took us, and I'm speaking for me personally, it took a few weeks for me to kind of recalibrate. I And I think to your point, we've kind of settled into this reality that it's going to be here for a while. And so it's really taking that maybe shorter pivot and moving it into a longer one. Um, I've seen vendors, everything from, you know, photographers beginning to offer and planners offering smaller elopement packages. Um, Or I've also talked to obviously vendors who are saying, you know what, I've had a course or I've been wanting to build a course. Now is the time to do it. Um, And I've even seen vendors who have said, you know what, this is the, this is a sign for me. I've been on the fence about whether or not I still wanted to be in the industry. And this is kind of a sign for me that I'm ready to move on and do something else. And on the flip side of that, I've talked to people who are not in the wedding industry at all. And for whatever reason, whether they got laid off or they've just had a big mind shift um, because of the pandemic that they're saying, you know what, life is too short. I've been wanting to work in the creative industry for so long. I'm going to use this as an opportunity Um to make a career change. So it's been interesting for me to see kind of how how people are pivoting. Um, and to your point, I think what we're seeing is, is people are kind of beginning to settle in and they're saying, you know what, I'm in this for the long haul, but I have all this time and I'm spending more time at home. I'm ready to invest back in myself. Um, you know, it's interesting when COVID-19 hit, Um, I had so many people in my life come up to me and say, wow, you're in such a great position because you're an online learning company. This is going to be great for you. And I have to admit, in those first weeks of COVID-19, I was actually very scared for my business because, yes, we are an online company, but the majority of my student base had just had their income essentially cut in half and they weren't going to get it back. Right. It's not like... Mm -hmm. You know, you know this, Cam, you know, the events that have been canceled over the, the next six months, they're not extra dates that are opening up at the beginning of next month. Yeah, right. It's like right. they're just being moved. So they're having to figure out other ways to make that income back up. And it's not as easy as just rescheduling a wedding because that takes the place of another wedding that was supposed to happen on that date initially. So, um So yeah, I was very nervous for my business and even my own team internally. I think one of the things that I admire most about my team is that we're very gritty and we're very flexible. Um, (laughs) For better or worse, I feel like that is the thing my team loves about me, but also gets frustrated by it is that I am able to say, all right, we got to change course immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that when you're an entrepreneur and you've been in business for a long time, um, you just get really used to that because... There have been instances outside of COVID where I've had to make pivots in my business. And I know, Cam, you've had to do the same as well. Um, You know, we hosted a a webinar with Sinclair Moore a few months ago, and he kind of related the same thing. He said, yeah, this has been a really difficult time in my business, but I've been in business for almost 16 years, and this isn't the first time where I've had to pivot and kind of change my business model. So I think it looks a little bit different now just because... We've never, in my lifetime, I've never experienced a pandemic. Um, right. But those are just kind of the things that I'm seeing on my end as people are kind of taking a step back and using this as an opportunity to invest back in themselves. And it just looks differently for everyone. Yeah. 
Totally. I've been in the industry for about 10 years and I've not seen anything like this before. Um, and so it is scary and it's hard to navigate. However, sometimes, and I know that um, I've taught webinars in the past, I think one with you where we talked about, hey, this isn't the first time that you've gone through something difficult. Yes, it's the first time you've gone through a pandemic. And yes, there is um, things that you're experiencing that you haven't experienced before, like mass cancellation or mass postponements. However, you know, you've been through tough seasons before. It's likely that you have, whether it be personally or in your business. And so how can we take some of the experiences from those times and say, okay, I've gone through X, Y, Z, whatever it is for you. Mm -hmm. How did I handle that? How did I get back on track or back to what I was doing before? and pivot then. And if you've been in business for any amount of time, really, what you originally set out to do in business probably looks different six months ago than it did when you started, whether it be a year ago or, um, or 10 years ago. So the fact that, you know, we've all gone through something tough, whether personally or in business, but we've all come out of that also, which is um, an incredible thing to say. But my team's the same way. I mean, I'm I'm such a visionary for my company, and I think my staff is, you know, not um, surprised when I say, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's do this, you know, new thing. But during this season, there's a book, and I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but there's a book, and it talks about wartime general versus peacetime general. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the book or if you're, if you know the title of it, I'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. but. It talks about there's these two different types of generals and you could apply it to a business. So there's two different types of leaders of a business. The first one is peacetime and the second one is wartime. And in the peacetime, you are taking care of, you know, your P's and Q's and you're, you're just taking care of the business and you're making decisions as they come up. And then there's the wartime general of, I just need to make sure we get out of this and I need to make sure that we're still standing at the end time of this. Um, and so it talks about war and it talks about, you know, the difficulties that come with that. And so you got to make cuts where you need to make cuts and you have to make pivots where you have to make pivots and you just have to do it and do what feels right after consideration. And so that's just a really great example of, you know, in different scenarios, you have to be a different type of leader. And so during this time, us as leaders, we have to we have to make sure our businesses stay in business. And so we're going to have to be required in a different capacity than we were six months or a year ago. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, my heart especially goes out to newer entrepreneurs, to newer creatives who are starting businesses, because like you said earlier, if you've been in business a long time, you kind of have those markers to look back to over the course of your professional career and even your personal life and say, you know what? This is something that in the moment felt like my world was ending and I figured it out. And I feel like it's a muscle, right? And the more you've had to figure things out, the less scary, and not I'm saying in the moment, but you're able to kind of pull back faster and quicker and say, okay, actually, let me get me some, let me have some perspective about this. I've been at terrible things before and I figured it out. And I think, you know, unfortunately, those things only come over time, right? They come through mm -hmm. learning. And so if you're newer on this path and you're listening to this, I just want to encourage you that um, you can use some of my markers. There have been many instances over the course of my <laughs> entrepreneurial career where I didn't know how I was going to make payroll. 
legit did not know how I was going to make payroll the next month. And I had to scrap together some idea to make it work. And over, you can ask my team too, um, just over the course of the last 15 years of being a business owner, I know that the wedding industry is going to get through this. I know this isn't the end of weddings. And I truly believe when everything comes back, Mm -hmm. we're going to see more weddings in a certain period of time than we've ever seen in the history of weddings. I mean, seriously, I feel like it's going to be a flood when it happens because, and we're going to need more, you know, vendors and venues and businesses to support all the weddings that are going to happen. I don't know when that's going to be, but I, I just truly believe that, you know, the wedding industry is very resilient. Weddings aren't going anywhere. And the other point that I would just like to share is, you know, growing up, I was really fortunate to have a father that constantly was pushing me to stay open to have an open heart, to have open eyes and an open mind. Um, because he always told me that no matter what's happening in your life, there's always opportunity. No matter what's happening in the world, there's always opportunity. And I think he just ingrained in me this hopefulness that no matter what your situation is, there is a way out, that there is an opportunity. Um, and when COVID hit, I, for those first couple of weeks, like I was watching the news all the time and it was just scary. I was seeing friends in the industry texting me saying all my weddings have canceled for this year. They're the sole breadwinners for their family. I mean, it just was, mm-hmm. and I found myself closing, right? I found my heart closing, I found my eyes closing. Um, I was just scared and I was allowing fear to kind of close me. And my father's no longer with us, but I just, I really felt him during that time reminding me like you have to stay open because you're not going to be able to see those opportunities Mm -hmm. if you don't remain open you don't remain hopeful and trust me it's hard to do that when the whole world is telling you everything is you know falling apart around you but that's what i've just been trying to encourage my team it's something that i've been trying to work on within myself of just really staying open during this time because there is opportunity it may not be super obvious but there's opportunities in your business to pivot, whether that's adding a product, adding a service, um, you know, thinking about how can you serve your clients in a different way, because obviously they're also going through their own struggles and having to postpone weddings or cancel weddings or change their own plans. So that would be just something else I encourage anyone who's listening that's really struggling right now is just trying to remain open, even when I think it is so easy for us to kind of close off. Yeah, totally. I love that. Your dad gave you that quote of staying open to opportunity because it's so true. I mean, there's there's always a silver lining. There's always something that you can do, even when life feels like you can't. And surely life has felt like you can't <laughs> for a few months. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the webinar that we did back in April, but I shared a quote by John Maxwell. So John Maxwell is, in my opinion, the godfather of leadership. I think he's an incredible example of a leader for small businesses and really any business in general. It doesn't have to be small. But he shared a quote at the beginning of this entire pandemic. And he said this, he said, crisis bumps us from comfort zone to creative zone. And I love that because it shows that one, there is an opportunity, like you were just saying. But secondly, it shows that you know, when there isn't a crisis and, the, and we're just comfortable, we keep doing the same things the way that we've always done it, which certainly there's a time and place for. But I think it's, I think crisis kind of pushes us and excels us forward to a new place mindset wise and 
in a new place business-wise, and it kind of forces us to be creative. This pandemic has forced us as a company to be creative and to pivot and to do something that we hadn't done before, which has only been a good thing for us and long-term will continue to be. And the opportunity of us creating this course, Rental Biz Academy, is now allowing us to share what we've done in business with a whole lot of new people, which we're so excited. And and the heartbeat behind that was to inspire and to instruct others on how they can have a profitable business. And and if it weren't for this COVID time to really put our heads down and focus on that, I could only imagine the amount of people that we would have missed if we hadn't been able to share that with the world. And so I love his quote of uh, crisis bumps us from creative comfort zone to creative zone because it really there's no other thing in this world that would force us to get outside of our comfort zone. Hi friend, I am stoked to tell you about a completely free webinar that If I Made and I are hosting, and I want you to be there. I am teaching you the five building blocks to starting or scaling your rental business, and it's just for you. Whether you're starting a brand spanking new rental company or you've been in it for a while, or maybe you're a florist or a planner and you have some inventory just hanging out, and renting those pieces has now piqued your interest. This is the class for you. And the best part, it's completely free. Check out the show notes for the link to sign up for one of the many times available to attend. And if you attend live, we are giving away a few free courses. That's right, free courses. I cannot wait to see you there, friend. We'll see you soon. And here we go back to the show. Well, and Cam, it's interesting that you bring that up because... You know, when I was first starting One Sweat, I was actually working as a nanny during the day and I was building One Sweat at night and on the weekends. So I worked a lot. Um, and my plan was was to always have a certain amount of money saved and a certain amount of revenue coming in from the business before I was going to transition from my full-time nanny job to focusing on One Sweat full-time. And it's interesting because uh, I was kind of forced into working on One Sweat full-time. Um, at the time, the family that I was nannying for got pregnant again, and they were actually needing someone to come and live with them full time, even more hours than I was currently working. And so I had the choice of I knew I didn't have the capacity to run one sweat and be available to the family in the way that I know they would need me. And or I could go out and look for another job. And when I look back on that, I often wonder if I hadn't been forced into One Sweat, how much longer it would have taken me to actually make mm -hmm. the jump. And I don't want to minimize how difficult this pandemic has been to our industry and, and to your business, Cam, and even my own business, because it has. It's been a, it, it, it's, it's added a, another layer of complexity that I don't think any of us were expecting. But as I look back over the course of my life, sometimes doors had to close on me forcefully before I actually made a move. Um, I like to think that I'm a pretty like mm -hmm. courageous and bold person, but in this pandemic, I've talked to people who have said things to me like, you know what, if I if this hadn't happened, I hadn't gotten laid off from my job, I probably wouldn't be taking the steps I am now to do X or to do Y. And so mm -hmm. I also, I, I kind of think through like, Sometimes when we're, you know, these situations where we're forced into something are the opportunities that we look back later on and say, oh, my goodness, if that hadn't have happened, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Um, so I, I've been in kind of reflecting back on just staying open 
you know, what is it going on in your life right now? Is this forcing you to kind of reevaluate? Do I love what I do? Am I passionate about what I'm doing? Is this an opportunity for you to kind of make changes in your business and your personal life? Um, do something differently in your career? Um, you know, because I think all of us want to think, well, we're going to make those jumps when we're ready. But a lot of times we're never really ready. And it's life that kind of forces that and opens up a new window for you when a door closes. Yeah, totally. I, I think back to some of my previous experiences. I um, have talked about this on the podcast before, but in 2014, I moved from Phoenix to Dallas after an unexpected um, divorce that had happened. And it launched me into being a um, single mom. And if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be the same person I am today. And so there's outside perspectives on life that can be thrown at you, whether they are needed or not, or whether they're good or not. And it kind of forces you to become a better version of yourself. It forces you to think outside the box and think um, differently on how you might do something. Certainly, my business that I ran in Phoenix prior to 2014 is not ran the same way as post-2014 and soon thereafter. And, and same thing today, my business is not ran the same way today as it was even in January of this year. So just, you know, to re reiterate the fact that, you know, life as we see it and in life as we know it will sometimes force us to get outside of that box that we're in and sometimes for a really good thing. And sometimes um, it might take a little bit to get there and that's okay. And that is okay. And it's only in hindsight, right? That we recognize, well, that mm -hmm. was a really wonderful, that actually ended up serving me really well, but in the moment, yeah. right in the present, you're like, this is the absolute worst. Like, yeah. You can ask my close friends when COVID hit, I called them on my knees in tears because I had no clue whether mm -hmm. or not this was going to torpedo my business. I had no clue. And I think a lot of us have, who are in the wedding industry have had those thoughts over the last, you know, three or four months of, wow, this, mm -hmm. could, be, this could be the thing that torpedoes my business. But once again, it's been yeah. amazing to see the resilience and the new products and services that, um, you know, the people that I follow on Instagram stories, the things that they're doing, you know, to kind of hunker down and say, all right, we're in it for the long haul. This is what I'm going to do in my business to help me make it. Yeah. We can get on the other side of this. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, I think it's provided some clarity for certain businesses as well. There's a couple of my friends in the event industry specifically that are going to end up selling their companies and some big players in the event world as well who haven't announced it specifically, so I won't say anything about who, but there's been certain people who have reached out and just said, hey, I'm really, you know, I'm really actually thankful that this is happening because I didn't realize how much I was in my business and that it was eating me alive or the, how much time they spent in their business and it was taking away from their life with their kids or with their husbands or wives or whoever. And so it's interesting to see that, you know, a, a business selling or a business closing down doesn't automatically mean that they failed or they couldn't figure it out. But sometimes it means that it's a good thing and that it's a joyful thing that they're getting out of it because it's going to now open them up to an opportunity of something that would not have been on their plate a year ago. 
Well, I know that we've talked a little bit about, you know, the past few months and, and certain things to pivot moving forward. And before we jumped on this call, we kind of mentioned, you know, there's a short-term pivot and then there's long-term pivots. And sometimes it's hard to um, separate the two because sometimes in a short-term pivot, it's out of um, anxiety or it's out of stress because you just want to figure it out. <laughs> and then there's things like a long-term pivot. And, and we've both mentioned throughout that, you know, we don't know when events are going to come back. Unfortunately, we can't tell the future, hopefully sooner than later, um, depending on how safe it is to start that. But when it happens again, you know, there's pivots in your business that you can be doing right now, even on a small scale, that will serve your businesses on, you know, later on down the road. So for example, you can um, be working on your business side of your business, which I know a lot of my friends are working on, which is incredible because they've either been way too busy to focus on that before because they were just serving events over and over and over and over again. And they didn't have this time to sit down and write their SOPs or um, make sure that they're charging appropriately or, um, you know, certain business tasks like that. What are some other things that you can think of that people can either be doing small for the long term or big for the long term? Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, Cam, as small business owners, we're wearing tons of different hats, right? We're bouncing back and forth between bookkeeper, <laughs> tax accountant, customer service, designer, I mean, all of the above. And so I think to your point, because we're not in the nitty gritty of serving our clients on the weekends, like we have been traditionally as a wedding vendor, right? Um, it has opened up opportunity and time to focus on other things. And so it's interesting. I, um, I know another course, course creator who her whole course is around um, kind of copywriting. So copywriting for your website, your social media, your client mm -hmm. proposals. And she, you know, when COVID hit, same concerns, you know, who's going to want to be investing in a copywriting course right now with the world falling apart? She's never been busier. And I think it's to your point because people are saying, you know what, I've been wanting to update the copy on my site for so long. Maybe that person would have hired a copywriter in the past, or maybe they would have done it themselves, but they're seeing it as an opportunity now to say, you know what, I'm going to take the time and do the things that I've been wanting to do for a long time when it comes to my business. The things that kind of get pushed aside because they're just not high priority. Um, I think another thing that we see happening is kind of, Kim, specifically in your industry, is we have florists and event designers and event planners who have kind of built up an inventory of vases and candlesticks and pillows and all different types of things that they've been using with their clients. And they're thinking, okay, I wonder if I can create an additional revenue stream by setting up maybe a rental part of my business, even though traditionally I've been a floral designer. So I think it's also people sitting down and taking the time to, okay, I've always wanted to release a new, add this new service onto my business. I've always wanted to release this product. Um, and now I know I'm probably going to have another six months to a year where I can do that. So I'm going to take advantage of that. I think you get into this business because you're a creative person. And I think once we can kind of allow the anxiety and fear to calm down within us, then a lot of opportunity opens up a lot of ideas. And that's kind of what I'm seeing right now is, is now that we've kind of gotten past the initial shock. Cause I think it took, you know, it just was, it was a huge shock to everyone I know. Um, now I see people kind of hunkering down and saying, okay, I've always wanted to do this. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And different passions that you may have had that you didn't realize. 
I see businesses going from doing um, wedding planning and now they're doing floral or they're doing one thing and now they're pivoting because they have this newfound um, desire to do something else. And so that's exciting to see as well. Just different passions that uh, maybe you either didn't know was there and now you're toying with it or you had thought someday I want to do X and now you have the time to actually do that. Which is great. Well, and you know, internally, if I may, we've just seen a huge increase in people taking our free classes and courses, right? And all different, you know, we kind of are able to break down classes and courses and profiles. And so it's so neat for me to lot, see a stories and people, for instance, we had a floral design webinar that we were hosting last week. And to see illustrators and people that don't have anything to do with floral design taking these webinars. Um, and I think it's because we're seeing a huge shift in people saying, I want a career change or I want, I want to do something different in my mm-hmm. life. Um, and Cam, we've actually got a webinar coming up with you that I'm super excited about. We've been working on it for weeks. It's yeah. an incredible class. Um, for those of you who maybe are listening for the first time, Cam has an incredible story. Um, and I think I, I can't wait for her to share it with you, but I feel like it's so approachable and it just aligns so well with kind of the conversation we had earlier that, you know, you look back on your life and you're like, how can I get, how could I have gotten through that? How did I start this? Um, and I think Cam is like a perfect example of someone who's been resilient, resourceful, gritty, figured things out on her own. You know, she's not a trust fund baby. Everything she's built, built from the ground up. Um, and we're going to share a lot more about how she built this really successful seven figure business um, on our webinar coming up soon. Well, thank you for saying that. It it's been a long journey <laughs> to where we are today and and how we are even now to a point where we can talk about our business and and share with those that are also struggling. I know that sometimes the creative industry there's not um necessarily always a roadmap on how to do what you do. Um a lot of times, you know, when I started it was just okay, what can I do next? Like, what's the next right thing or next right decision I can make within my business? Because there wasn't a clear roadmap. There wasn't a, um, hey, now I'm about to hire. <laughs> like, what is the best way to hire the right people? Like, there wasn't anything like that when I started. And there wasn't anything around, you know, how to own a rental company. There just wasn't. And so, um, I'm really excited for the webinar next week. We're talking about how to start or scale a rental company. And it's not just for rental pros. It's for um, anyone in the creative industry and wedding and event industry, people who want to get into the event industry and people who want to pivot um, into using inventory. Um, I started as a wedding planner back in 2012 or in 2010, sorry. Um, and when I started, I kind of started accumulating things because my clients didn't want it anymore. Um, and it turned into a rental company. And so I know for a fact that there are cake designers out there that have, um, cake stands and there's florists who have, um, stands and vases and pedestals and a whole bunch of inventory. I know there's wedding planners that, um, are probably also given, things from their couples because they just don't want it anymore. And so we're teaching a webinar that's completely free. Um, and we're excited about it. It'll be it'll be incredible. We've been working on it for 
quite some time. And so there's been a lot of thought and preparation for it. And so there's going to be tons of different times to sign up for it. And so it should be hopefully convenient for most. And then everyone gets a replay of it as well. So if you can't make a specific time, um, you can watch the replay, which is great. Yeah, and something else too that we're giving away for those who show up live is, is Cam's actually sharing her entire resource guide. So one of the things that Cam shared with us when she first started out is when she reached out to a lot of other event rental companies, um, not even her market, outside of her market, people were very hush-hush about their resources. Mm -hmm. And Cam, I feel like it's the complete opposite. She's very much so an open book. And so she shares some of her favorite places where she sources a lot of her items for her inventory. And, you know, we ran a survey before this webinar, you know, the three things that I consistently heard from people who had questions around the event rental business were inventory, cash flow, capital and capital and logistics. Um, and Cam go, talks a lot about all three of those things in this webinar. She talks about how she's been able to increase her average order. She talks about how moving into um, corporate events has allowed her to decrease the amount of clients she's had to take on while also increasing her average order. Um, one of my favorite parts about the webinar is Cam actually sh shares a slide where one, I think $650 couch, Cam, or <laughs> yeah. is it $635? $635, yeah. Cam has one $635 couch that she bought four years ago that has made her $70,000 in rental income. Yeah. Let me repeat that. One $635 couch that is re is responsible for $70,000 in income. Um, so it's just, it's, it's a phenomenal webinar. Like Cam said, even if you're not necessarily in the event rental business or even interested in getting in the event rental business, I still think you can walk away learning a lot. She talks about her operating procedures, how she's been able to build up um, this brand that works with clients like Goop and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and, and like I said, Cam did this all starting off as a single mom um, and she did it self-funded without any loans. Mm -hmm. So um I think we, and we've structured the webinar specifically that way because we want it to be relatable and approachable to you, no matter where you are in your career or business or personal life. Yeah, totally. I am so excited about it. Um, it's still crazy for me to like look at some of those numbers and look at how little I paid for something and how much responsible for um, income that has come in. And, um, you know, a pat on my back for a good buy, which is always a good thing. Um, but we teach all about that. And um, I hope you join us on those. It'll be great. Yeah, we're excited. Awesome. Well, any final thoughts that you might have for our listeners, Emily, on pivoting or encouragement to keep going? Um, anything else you want to share with them? I mean, I think just telling like what I mentioned earlier, I just would really encourage anyone listening to just remain open, right? It's hard for us to see new opportunities and new ideas when we're really closed off. Um, and for those of you who are newer in your businesses, I know that's harder because you just don't have as much to look back on. I mean, I think of 20 year old Emily and of 30 year old Emily, <laughs> um, I just hadn't gone through enough to really be able to look back and say, okay, I got this. Mm -hmm. um, and so for those of you who are newer in your business, and just got started in weddings right before COVID hit. I promise you weddings are going to come back. They're going to be bigger and better than ever. I don't know when, but for all the veterans that are in the industry right now, we know this to be true. Um, and so don't let it get you down. Don't let it get you discouraged. Use this time wisely. Use this time to make yourself um, a better business person. Use this time to make your business more 
what you want it to be for you so that you're no longer, you know, they say, so the business is working for you and you're not working for the business. Yeah, totally. Get to a point where I had gone on vacation a couple of weeks ago and came back to some orders that had been booked. Um, and, you know, a few years ago when I was a solopreneur, that would not have uh, been happening. So it's awesome. Um, it's an incredible thing. I will say that in addition to weddings will come back, I think corporate and social and weddings, they're all going to come back. And not only because we all have the experience of that happening, but I've had conversations specifically with some of our, um, you know, our annual corporate companies that come back. Dallas Cowboys, you mentioned, we work with them um, typically on a monthly basis for a lot of their events. And I've had very great conversations with uh, the people there and they say, hey, we will be coming back. And in fact, we're going to be coming back bigger than ever before because we've now had this time where we haven't been in person and, and companies have been working from home. And so they're not having that typical interaction at the office together. And so uh, corporate companies are actually going to do more and go bigger than they had before because it's either going to be a celebration of people getting together or um, it's just going to be a great opportunity to invite clients out or or whatever their corporate event specifically is. Um, so I think they're going to come back bigger than better than before. I think weddings are going to come back more often because you're not going to have so many people who are like, finally, I can actually do my wedding. So lots of good things to come, hopefully soon. But of course, we want to be safe when they do come back. So whenever that might be, we want you to be ready for it. Well, Emily, thank you for being on the podcast today. I know our listeners will gain so much knowledge. And if you're listening and um, you've taken notes, go do some of that and something to your business now. You have the time to do it. So thanks for listening in. And Emily, thank you so much for being here. Cam, thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone who's taken time to listen to this. We hope to see you on the webinar. All right. Thanks, Emily. Bye. All right, if you are anything like me, you have taken notes during this podcast episode, and I'm so excited that you are here to listen to it. I am so excited that we are about to launch our brand new course. It's called the Rental Biz Academy. It officially launches on July 27th, and I cannot wait to see you there. All of that to say, this is the end of the podcast episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Next week, I am giving you an insider look into my course, The Rental Biz Academy. I'm going to give you one of the very first lessons that we recorded in it, and it's completely free for you to listen to here right on the podcast. So join us next week on Apple and Spotify. And just a reminder, every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, we go live with our guests. So Emily, who you heard today, we're going to go live with her on Friday. So join us on our Instagram at The Render Podcast, and we'll see you there soon. Thanks, friend.